0: Today's episode is brought to you by Diane Kinlaw of Go Prime Mortgage and Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty.
1: It took me another 10 years or so to finally like figure out and to get to that level of acceptance Mm -hmm. where I could, where I recognized that for me, my higher power, my universe, my whatever it is, is outside in nature and like going to the ocean and being you know, surrounded by my people that feel, that fulfill me, that make me like being around my kids and, and those types of things. And I think that it's so important, like what Sarah was saying for anybody listening, like recognize that everyone has a space in which they occupy these concepts
2: mm-hmm.
1: and there is no wrong answer.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that.
1: Hello, 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 and welcome
3: to the Girls Who Do Stuff. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And this is a show where you come as you are. With the courage to speak up and tell a better story. We're like redo
1: (laughs) no we're totally gonna leave that in because this has just been like a comedy of me not remembering that log line for the duration of the podcast i got it once which was an hour ago so you'd think i would be able to get it again but it it was
3: gone so would you like to introduce today's guest my dear
1: today we have kimberly winborn and I don't even really know. Like, I feel like we have a lot of guests that do lots of things Mm -hmm. and have like a lot of Because we have a lot of badass guests. Exactly. Like
3: they're like
1: ninjas. Right. It's like one thing is not enough for me. I'm going to do 10. And I feel like Kim Kim is one of those people (laughs) because she does lots of stuff. She's a girl who does stuff. So I'm going to just let her tell you about the things that she does.
2: Well, I can wrap myself up. In a few words, I was working with so many entrepreneurs and I'm actually in financial services. To that's my degree, my background. About six years ago, I got into financial services. Kimberly Winborn LLC is a company that focuses on helping entrepreneurs and individuals' families to make money and to be stewards of it. So yes. I do college planning, income replacement and protection, retirement planning budgeting, savings, helping to eliminate debt, credit repair. That's all the things under the financial side of my company. And then the communication side is the part where I use the PR and things of that nature with teams. I don't do it alone. I do a lot of collaboration. Mm -hmm. And so I help entrepreneurs make money so that they can be stewards of it.
3: Yeah, so that's, I gotta admit that's why I was so drawn to you is because of all your collaborations. Because that's mm-hmm. such a core value for me too. Yeah, and I was like, oh, she's one of our people because you are so heavy in collaborations that I was like, yeah. yes, 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 she's our people. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Well, and let's
3: all the stuff couldn't be done right
2: collaboration.
3: Right. Yes, and
1: we're gonna share just a real briefly like how we all came to know each other. So, yeah. j- so usually Sarah and I record. The podcast at Podcast Carry, which is located within Vibe Carry Coworking. Kim has a uh, connection with the ladies at Vibe Carry Coworking and does uh, work for them and has an office space in there. And we were all sitting in the cafe at Vibe one day separately, like Kim, Kimberly's sitting there with her podcast co host and partner eating lunch. And Sarah and I are sitting on the other side eating lunch talking about. Podcast guests, and we're going through the list, and all of a sudden, we <laughs> all of a sudden, Kimberly mm-hmm. turns around, she's like, "How do you, how do you know those people? Like, those are my people." And we were like, <laughs> "We don't know. <laughs> Who are you, and how do you know those people?" So, like, we were talking about our like we were talking about uh, Sandra Pascal, and we were talking about Katia Rave, and you know, like, powerful, badass women. And so, as soon as she's like, "Those are my people too," we were like. And we, oh, we got to we you. Gotta
3: connect. Exactly. <laughs> when, yeah. I already know, like, and trust those people. And so you're an extension of them. So I'm already like, I already love her too. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it was funny because I'm not an eavesdropper. Like, I don't listen. <laughs> but
2: uh, when you said Sandra, so Katia Rave, I met through eWomen Network. She was there when I spoke for them. Mm, I can't remember through last summer. And so I met her there. And then I ended up going to an event where she was a speaker. So that's the connection with her. And she's actually, well, she was supposed to be a guest on the show, but I was just so unorganized last year that I did. I mean, just to be honest, I just didn't, I didn't get back to her, but (laughs) it happens. And so, but Sandra Pascal is my dear friend. Like that is my girl. Like we pray together. We go to the movies together. We do girlfriend time. We've done business together and she's been a speaker at a couple of my events. So when yes. you mentioned her, that's when I was like, hold up. Who
3: yep. are these women? <laughs> yes. Yes. yes.
1: <laughs> uh, and that's honestly like that's one of the the mission driven things of vibrate is to bring people like us together. Yeah. Right. That people who maybe necessarily wouldn't meet outside of that co-working space. Like that is a very like safe space for women to grow and network and meet other badass entrepreneurs like themselves. Right. So yeah. the fact that we were connected within that space already like peeled off one of those layers of no like and trust. And then we're talking about some of our favorite
3: peoples. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I love and that. I love how you, because I feel like you incorporate spirituality into all the things that you do too. I do. And I feel like that's another way that we're so aligned is because the whole self, right, is mm-hmm. also includes the spirituality. And so talk to us and share with our audience about how you incorporate and and lead a spiritual driven business as well.
2: Yeah. OK, I would love to. I don't get that. I don't get asked that a lot in, in like in, out front, more so behind the scenes.
3: Yeah, girl. No, we do it all here. Put it all That's, out front. Right. <laughs> Tell us
1: about all the stuff that you do and how you do it. Yeah.
2: A lot of people don't like to talk about it in their business. But for me, I have to. Because it is my personal development. The way that I start my day is, you know, getting in touch with the higher power who I call God and Jesus Christ. And so I have a group actually that I started called The Praying CEO, and it is for women in business to come together monthly. And just to pray over our businesses. And so let me tell you about that because, oh, you know, I like love
3: that name, the name too, Kimberly. I love you.
2: Yeah. The praying oh, yeah. CEO. Yeah. And so we all know CEO and it's just a female uh, CEO. But yeah. this is the thing. Like, first of all, I didn't feel like I was the person that should do that, but I heard to do it. Like it was, it was clearly Kimberly do this. And so I started doing it. And so many women began to say like how powerful it was and they needed that. We've been doing that since December, 2016. So over three years. So we get together monthly and we pray over our businesses. And so what I was going to say from that, why I feel like spirituality has to be a part of my business is because it's an opportunity to share a great and positive message and how you can embed that and how important that is to driving your business. Being able to get balance and all of that, but so like a time like this, if I didn't have my spirituality, I would be a mess. Yeah, what would I be doing in my business? I probably wouldn't know how to pivot as well because I wouldn't have as much of a foundation. So that's a really big
3: all the things you'd be doing all the things just throwing spaghetti at the wall to keep yourself busy and distracted and hoping, like, oh my god, I hope one of these works, right? just be in total like meltdown where I'm going to avoid and you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. I feel like in spirituality, I want to be really clear to our listeners. Spirituality to me is not tied to religion, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's separate entities. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very much a spiritual woman of faith, as Woolen will call me, but mm-hmm. I am very much anti-organized religion because mm-hmm. of all the my experiences and whatnot. Yeah. And and we're
1: very much aligned in that as well. Right.
3: It was hard for me to figure out that spirituality was always a part of my business and part of what I am my being and what I was doing. But people don't talk about it. And so that's why I was like, people need to start talking about it because they would talk to me about it one on one. But that would be it. And I was like, oh, we need to bring this conversation on the forefront. And so that's why I love that you have created this whole group that that's what you guys are doing. And it's a, like spirituality can be prayer, but it doesn't have to be prayer as in like sitting there hands crossed praying. Like, right. it or, be And it doesn't have to be rote
1: or, memorization of totally. whatever you were
3: teachings or like following the book or like. Right. It doesn't have to be reading the Bible. It doesn't right. have to be like prayer is what it is for you. I recently realized I was like, God talks to me through songs. And so for me, I was like, that's prayer. And it's not like for some people, it's journaling. That's where God talks to them and that's their prayer. That's where a Mm -hmm. higher power talks to them or spirit or universe or higher power whatever title you want to give to it. But that is what spirituality is. And it is such a major component of our lives and our businesses that trying to compartmentalize is when it doesn't work. Your example of right now is so perfect because right now is when we need it the most and to integrate it so that it's a whole business, a whole being, a whole you. I love it. Love it.
2: That is one of the things that we talk about. I grew up thinking or seeing a version of prayer like the pastor in the pulpit and touting scripture, all of that. And so it's for me, it's about a relationship. And so it's about like whether I'm giving or taking, because sometimes I'm just going and being thankful when I pray. Mm -hmm. I'm just being thankful. I'm not asking or anything and right. um just being thankful for today so gratitude is prayer and yep. so anyway like uh, it is definitely a big part of my business it's a big part of my life mm-hmm. and um so I'm glad you asked me that thank you for asking me that because it definitely was an opportunity to share something that is really important to me yes. we get up every morning and pray now since the since the pandemic i um have my group it, so we have a different woman every day And we get up at seven o'clock and we go on Facebook and we pray and whoever Mm -hmm. wants to join us can join us. So I just challenge people, especially during this time Mm -hmm. to just, you know, take a minute and stop and not be so overwhelmed by the circumstances, but find that place where you can stop and rest and pray Mm -hmm. and just try it, you know, and and see if that helps to get you through the anxiety and all of those things, it works for me.
3: Yeah, exactly. And you know, what I find interesting is because I even have to shift my language because even the word pray itself, I find I have such resistance to because it is so tied to religion for me Uh that I've had to shift it to be just have conversations. So it's not even like I loved how you said that it's just a relationship with a higher power. Mm
0: -hmm. And so
3: I have to shift it and be like, instead of praying, I'm having a conversation with this with this being that I want to create a stronger relationship with, right, I want to create a stronger relationship with my higher power. And so we're going to talk, we're going to commune, we're going to spend quiet time together out, you know, outside when I'm sitting on the porch, and I'm yeah. going to listen more. And so I know, like, if people are feeling that push, because I, I even just a year ago, if I would have listened to a podcast, and they were talking about, god and prayer i would have immediately felt this push and resistance to it Mm -hmm. and so if there's other people in that place right now shift that language and don't use the word prayer don't use the word god if you're not ready to like Mm -hmm. i haven't said the word god in years Years. y'all yeah that i mean like that word
1: (laughs) and and for me it's a different dynamic because I grew up Jewish and it's a very like I was the good Jew kid right like I was the one that got sent to the the private day school where half the day was the Jew studies and half the day was the regular English academic studies and I was the one that like taught Hebrew school and taught Sunday school and did all the things and I was like 23 or 24 Mm -hmm. and I remember going back to my congregation where I grew up going for one of the high holy day services and it was a new rabbi and I had been to other synagogues right like it wasn't like I had been I was like only ever at this one place. but I had been to other synagogues but this was like my home base right Mm -hmm. and so there was a new rabbi and I mean he was nice and everything but I remember distinctly feeling preached at and I was like, I do not go to synagogue to be preached at. I go mm-hmm. to learn something, right? Like there's a, sur- and for those that are not familiar with like the way that Jewish prayer goes, there's a book and you follow along in the book <laughs> mm-hmm. and you, there's an order and it's very like, it's comprehensive and you go, you can't do some prayers until you've done others. And it's like mm-hmm. a very structured thing. And I completely felt out of alignment with that. I felt preach. I was like, this is no longer for me. And it took me another 10 years or so to finally like figure out and to get to that level of acceptance Mm -hmm. where I could, where I recognize that for me, my higher power, my universe, my whatever it is, is outside in nature and like going to the ocean and being, Mm -hmm. you know, surrounded by my people that feel that fulfill me, that make me like, being around my kids and and those types of things. And I think that it's so important, like what Sarah was saying for anybody listening, like recognize that everyone has a space in which they occupy these concepts mm-hmm. and there is no wrong answer. Mm-hmm. There is no right way of doing it. There's no wrong way of doing it, right? Like it's that, it can be through expressing of that generosity or gratitude, right? It's that relationship with whatever it is, however you define it is okay.
2: Right. Well, and I mean, we have to start somewhere so that the thing is, like, if you have nothing, you just you're empty, right? Like you feel it. You feel an emptiness. Like you were talking about connection, connection to family, connection to nature, you know, all of that. But so many people walk around and feel so empty. And so it's an opportunity to connect that relationship is an opportunity to connect and it is a self journey. Like it's nothing. I can't tell you anything. I can't tell Sarah anything. I can't tell Joe or anybody, anything except for what I'm living. And then be an example of that for those who are watching me. That's all I can do. And so that was, that is what my life is. That is what I do in my life. I share the, my journey and what works for me. And then you can decide as a result, whether you want to be around me, whether you want to take on my lifestyle, whether you want to learn more and grow for yourself. Because that's what I want to invite people to do, to learn for yourself, have that relationship for yourself. And together we can we can connect, uh, commune, build community, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what it's all about for me.
0: Our title sponsors for this show are Diane Kinlaw and Jamie Tulak. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or wish to refinance, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the Triangle housing market better than the back of her hand? As your local lender, Diane Kinlaw knows how important this area is to you because it's her home too. That's why she's made it a goal not to just be the best loan officer around, but a community leader supporting small businesses with referrals and networking events and supporting local charities with frequent fundraisers. If you're looking to move to Holly Springs or the surrounding area, or maybe interested in a refinance to lower your term or rate, Diane offers a wide array of programs to fit your family's needs. Let her be a part of your path home. A home doesn't have to be a dream. Let Diane make it a reality. You can contact us at www.goprime.com and search for Diane or call 919-624-9541. Go Prime Mortgage Incorporated Company, NMLS number 69551. Diane Kinlaw, NMLS number 1600777. Go Prime is an equal housing opportunity lender. Today's show sponsor, Jamie Tulak of EXP Realty, has a passion for serving clients and nearly a decade of industry experience as a top producing realtor and designer. Jamie Tulak of EXP Realty will help you reach your real estate goals. Whether you're buying, selling, investing, or renting in today's market, having an experienced real estate expert working for you is crucial. And don't forget to ask her about her Hometown Heroes credit for military, police, firefighters, teachers, and medical providers. Contact Jamie Tulac today at 559-707-1913. That's 559-707-1913. MRP certified.
3: I love how you said that for you, you feel like that because spirituality is such a part of your business, that that's what's rooted you like in these, in these difficult times, that's what gives you roots. And that what keeps your business grounded is because spirituality is a part of it. So those are, and that's just one of the benefits that we receive by making business whole by having, instead of compartmentalizing it and trying to keep personal out of business, spiritual out of business. Like, no, it's not three separate compartments. It's one whole being. And when you show up in your life and in your business as one whole being, that's where all the benefits are coming from. So, and benefits you to your business as well. There so. you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: So for the person who, if, if it's even outside of a conversation of spirituality, just think about excellence. Like mm-hmm. if you just if you just wanna have a more balanced life, it's hard to be like eating french fries and hamburgers and all of that stuff every day and thrive long-term, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to have a balance of excellence, what you eat, how you handle your finances, what you, how you, who you're around, what you're saying out of your mouth, what are you receiving in, in your, what are you watching? What are you, you know what I'm saying? And so it's finding that balance holistically that for that person who doesn't want to have that spiritual conversation, it's just a conversation of excellence. And mm-hmm. how are you showing up in those various areas of your life to be able to produce and move forward? And yep. so that's a big part of my life. People say, Oh, you're just disciplined. How did I get there? I just woke up and <laughs> <laughs> right. disciplined, like practice. Like, oh, yep. right. I just want to be disciplined. So boom, you know, no, yep. it's, a, it's a process. And it's, you know, the daily initiatives that create that discipline for me. I'm committed to th- a thing. And so that's how I become disciplined. So, you know, I don't I don't elevate myself. I don't think I'm any higher than anyone else. I just I I make a decision and that yeah. is what my life reflects. And I just challenge everyone else to do the same. Like, yeah. just really focus yeah. on just excellence. If you don't want to even have the conversation about spirituality and do that in your businesses, in your finances, in your life as a, a wife, husband. Uh, daughter, sister, whoever is right. listening.
3: So, yeah. What is, with everything that's going on in the financial, our financial culture and financial season that we're in right now, what is the thing that you find yourself saying most over and over again to people right now with what's going on?
2: Financially, you will win. You you will win. If you make a decision to win, you will win. Yes. You've been doing some things that, you know, before COVID-19, We were doing some stuff that every day we were probably thinking to ourselves, I got to do better. I got to save. I got to finally build this emergency fund. I got to stop commingling my (laughs) personal and business, like all these different things that we've been saying. COVID-19, this pandemic just brought it out on a higher scale. So it's showing us in every area, but especially financially where we're weak. And so it's an opportunity to grow and be stronger. And that's what I'm telling people. I don't like to focus on the hopelessness of anything yep. in life. I mm-hmm. always like to f- focus on the hopefulness. So if you've been making bad decisions, just decide not to. So mm-hmm. even if you don't have as much money with the little bit that you have, you can do something better with it. And so that's what I've been sharing. Let's, yep. just, let's just win.
1: Yep. And I love how you said that. Yeah, that that's it's the decision, right? It's that mindset, yep. and that that ties back to Sarah's life and livelihood is yes. all about
3: <laughs> the power of design,
1: the, the power, power of decisions places. and mindset, yep. and yeah. like yeah, making sure I, uh, that you're being intentional.
2: And one of the classes that I teach, so I was doing all of this trying to uh, sell insurance, all this different stuff, right? And sitting across the table from these people, I realized it was mindset. Like if I don't, if I can't penetrate your mind. Then what what's going to happen is you're going to buy an insurance policy, for instance. And then as soon as something happens like this, for instance, then that's the first thing you're going to cancel if you don't have the right financial mindset to understand the reason that you even got an insurance policy, whether it's for living benefits or death benefits, whether it's to to create a college fund for your fa- for your children or to just have death so that you don't you leave bill you don't leave bills you leave some mm-hmm. benefits. So whatever it is then mindset is a big deal. So that's when I, I went and got certified to be a financial education instructor and went on my three-year immersion of personal development. Because it, if I can't help you with your mind, then you're going to make the same decisions yep. and going to be back. Because think of credit repair. How many people get their credit fixed over and over yep. and over and over again, because they never learn yeah. anything. All they learn is I can pay somebody to fix my credit.
3: <laughs> right. Exactly. They didn't learn to shift the mindset. Yes. yes right. Yes. They didn't create some habits. For me. Yeah. Yes. Habits. Oh.
2: That's one of my, that's one of the first steps. Let's tackle some habits with yeah. the debt detox program that I created. That's the focus 30 days to excellence in tackling the bad habits, the bad financial habits that hold you back so that yep. you can implement and create new habits that will grow, grow yeah. your wealth, grow your mindset, all of those things. So you can win.
3: Yeah, because you're exactly right. And it's one of the things that I teach is if you're just replacing one behavior, like if you're taking a behavior away and you don't replace it with something new and healthy, a new negative behavior is just going to pop up. That's right.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's not even like a new negative behavior. It's the same behavior in a different pattern. So yes. like, right. Because exactly. like my and Sarah and I have had conversations about this since the start of this COVID thing is like, my natural reaction mm-hmm. to any type of like stress or something is avoidance and okay. but it comes out in different ways right so like my avoidance behavior will come out in throwing myself like since this COVID-19 has started I have created three new programs I have created like I know right and I'm selling shit <laughs> right like I'm selling shit Right. Like I'm making it happen. And because for me, not being able to leave my house and connect, like physically connect and person and like socially connect with other people is breaking my heart on so many levels and causing me a different level of emotional stress. So my reaction to that is to avoid the stress. But well, it myself stress, into doing it's pain. It's yeah causing it's pain. that pain yeah. right. So it's causing me that discomfort, that pain, that anxiety. Yeah. So instead, I do other things. I do projects with my kids. I create bake, I create yep. <laughs> I yep. but I'm avoiding all of that all of that emotion. And so mm. it's it's just that pattern that's reliving itself differently. Yeah. And it's yeah. not to say that that's not at the end of the day, I am being productive. Mm-hmm. However, like I do, recognize that every so often I need to step back because Sarah was like, and why do we need to do this? Jenny? <laughs> like I have like all these great, I'm like, let's do this on the podcast page. Let's do this on the, and she's like, and why do we need to do this? Like what's different? And I was like, because I need people. <laughs> this is why <laughs> for no other reason that I need to do something else. <laughs> yeah.
3: he's like, I need to avoid. And I am like, well, as your friend and yeah. your, your business therapist, I have to, Shine a light on that. That instead of avoiding, why not just sit in the discomfort, yeah. let it move through you, so that you can then release it rather <laughs> yeah. than continuing to carry it around. Yep. Your- <laughs> yeah. I had that. I had this conversation with my daughter
2: actually because so I just did a podcast on pivoting. Like and and like we we hear this word quite a bit during this time, and so I just did a short podcast on the concept of the pivot. And so with that, I experienced the same thing, I, but I had to pivot, right? I had to figure out that trigger for me, which I'm a connector to Jenny. Like I feed off of people. You, I love that. Like I love connecting people um, and we can do it virtually, but it's not the same. I actually like the live podcast like this mm-hmm. where I people or even physically sit beside them because it's a different type of podcast. Yes. Yes. And the audio ones that I used to do, and so I was talking to my daughter because the other day I just had to cry, uh, and sit in my discomfort. Like I just had to cry, and she was like, "What's wrong, mommy?" You know, and and it wasn't that I was even sad; it was just an emotion that I needed to get. I was I don't know why I'm crying. It was that like, release. A
3: sudden, yeah. I'm yeah.
2: crying, and then I felt better, but I had mm-hmm. to get that. I had to get that out, and so that I could move forward. And so. Yeah. We are bombarded by negative in our lives. Like in our day to day, you turn on the TV, you open your phone, negative, negative, negative. And so to be able to sit in your discomfort, to attract the positive, but then also seek it out. I have to do that. And I, you know, I ask everybody else to do that, too. Sometimes you do have to. This is a time for us to really detach ourselves from the negative and really be a magnetic, like mm-hmm. ask for that positive to seek us out. Mm-hmm. We can truly move forward. So I agree with yeah. you, Sarah, sitting in the discomfort so that you can grow beyond that. That, mm-hmm. that was my pivot experience. And I also yeah. had to create Jenny. Like I had to break out my poetry that I hadn't picked up in yawns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in years. Like I hadn't, I have a whole folder of about 40 plus poems that I hadn't touched. And I used to write all the time, but that's where
1: I went in yeah. order to, to really- And mine was, mine was picking up my crochet um, hooks and my knitting needle needles again. Oh. <laughs> like that was me. Like that's I, awesome. right? Like, and it's yeah. something I hadn't, I hadn't done since I was pregnant with my daughter. I used to do it all the time because like I would get in trouble in meetings for being on my phone because my ADHD brain, like I needed to do something with my hands so mm-hmm. that I could actually pay attention to what people were saying. So I would play like Candy Crush or whatever stupid games on my phone, and I had a colleague who took offense to me playing games on my phone. So I, I'm like, whatever. So I was like, can I knit? And they really couldn't come up with a reason why I couldn't. And right. so I would sit in meetings and knit and crochet. But when I was pregnant with Samantha, I my, my hands didn't work, and so I had put it down. And I had just, you know, gotten into the hubbub of newborn and move it like all the stuff that had happened in between. So it had been like five years since I picked up my, and I still have like a project that I'm now picking up. I'm like, I still had the stitch counter on there and everything. (laughs) But at the end of this, at the end of this quarantine, everybody is getting a scarf. I'm just letting you know.
3: When you (laughs) picked it back up though, Jenny, did it give you the same comfort, the same, like, did it, was it still soothing? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. absolutely yeah absolutely I mean I knit yeah. two scarves on Sunday afternoon that's awesome yeah. or crochet awesome. two scarves Very like awesome. it was
1: yeah. it was you know I had to give myself a quick reminder like I pulled something up on YouTube and like gave myself like a quick refresher and then yeah. I was yeah. off to the races yeah
2: I love scarves I mean if you're giving out
1: scarves please put me on <laughs> <laughs> He's like,
3: put me put me top right. on the list Do you have a color yes. preference
1: <laughs> I will find, yes I have all blue, the yarn and <laughs> blue blue is my right. favorite color I got you I got you <laughs>
3: Like, just check out the logo on the back. Just do those. Those are beautiful. Perfect. Love it. it. Kimberly, what is something that a story or something that you've told yourself that has held you back, but then eventually set you free? A story
2: that I told myself years ago is that nobody wants to hear what I have to say. Years ago, I I told myself that. And, And it's funny, I don't have low self esteem. But I just had this idea that because you're around other people and you begin to compare yourself to how well they speak or how well they do this or that, that when I get up there, nobody really, really wants to hear what I have to say. And I was around some dynamic people. So I really was like, why do you want me to speak? And so that was what, this is how I even started speaking why I even have the podcast, why I even am a professional speaker now, because I began to challenge myself, but it's not because of me. I heard this poem by Marianne Williamson, and it's my favorite poem. And when I speak, I tell people this poem all the time, and it's called Our Deepest Fear. Mm -hmm. And I also, at the same exact time, heard the scripture. It's in Matthew, and it's uh, chapter 5, verse 16. And it says, let your light so shine before men so that they will see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. And then her poem states at, at closer to the bottom that someone is waiting for you to shine so that they will have permission yep. to do the same. Yep. And so that that made me kind of I'll call it ego. That made me kind of get rid of the ego of Kimberly and what people want to hear from me and focus on my purpose. And it actually yes. helped me to find my purpose. Yeah, oh, I
1: love that. And yes. like that, you know, showing really it's showing up for your authentic self and putting that out to the world because it's so needed. Yeah. Right. Like fulfilling that purpose and putting out your message and and kind of shedding the the skin of the imposter syndrome and mm-hmm. and all of that stuff and showing up so just so you can blaze the trail for somebody else to do the same. Yes. Exactly.
2: And that that's what helps me to remain consistent because i still i'm a human you know i still yeah. have those moments where i'm like uh do they really want to hear this yeah, you know like right I get, invited, yes. I get invited to speak all the time and people ask me to be their mentor you know, all this different stuff that i shouldn't and you're
1: do. like did
2: they, what Did they yes, really just still, <laughs> so people I, and i get excited about the little right?
3: things,
2: like i'm always like for real you want me <laughs> I'm still that way. And so I still get nervous every time I speak. I get nervous every time I do a lot of the things that I do. But I I am I kind of have decided that or when I committed to my purpose and said that it wasn't going to be about me. And every day I'm kind of taking off another layer of ego and another layer of ego and another layer of ego over and over again. Then I show up in a different way. And I'm liking be getting back to that authentic person you talked about the imposter syndrome. Oh my gosh! Yes, right?
1: that people shit's real. Who, you,
2: who <laughs> other people want you to be, or who you think mm-hmm. they want you to be, and how that causes bitterness and mm-hmm. all these different emotions yes. are not Oh my time.
1: god! Yes, yes.
2: So yeah, preach.
3: I know. I'm like preach, girl. Yes, yes, yes. Like, preach, <laughs> preach.
2: So that's the thing that I told myself, and so now I challenge myself every day to do something that is going to beat the Kimberly from yesterday. It's kind of my little hashtag, beat your best. And so on your journey to success, on my journey to success, I will not be defeated by comparisons. I'll just focus on beating my best self
1: from yesterday.
2: That's and that's it.
3: Awesome.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh,
3: awesome. Thank you. I'm like, do we have anything more to say? Like, are we? <laughs> like, we, we about, you? That I want to take <laughs> off of that though. All right. Because what is something that, was difficult for you to find the courage to speak up about and, you know, and it's
2: so many different things that are still difficult. Like I said, it's continu. it's a continual journey. There's still a story to be told that I know that I still have to tell. So I'm working through you know some of those things. But one thing that I was able to share recently, and it actually is what launched my nonprofit beauty 180, which I'm still working on. You guys don't hear that much about it because I'm still working on getting some of the pieces together. But beauty 180 is about transformation and beauty coming from the inside out with a renewed mindset daily. And so it's to help women who are disenfranchised, whether it's homeless, victims of domestic violence, whether, let's call them survivors, but some are still going through the, that scenario, coming out of prison, all these different ways that we're disenfranchised. Um, Sometimes uh, you're in a relationship, you're in a marriage and you, you get a divorce and are left with nothing but the kids. That's yeah. a case of mm-hmm. disin- being disenfranchised. Disinfra- financial disenfranchisement. Exactly. And I didn't. So for a long time, I was doing these domestic violence awareness events, raising money for domestic violence awareness. That became my cause, the purple cause. I called them purple parties. And I didn't know why people just assumed that I had been a victim of domestic violence, but I have, mm-hmm. I have not. Right. Um, I'm on the total opposite end. Like you can't play with me, like wrestling too rough. I was like, we, I'm breaking up with you. Like I <laughs> you don't need to play too rough. Like I was mm. on the total, <laughs> I was mm. on the total opposite end. No lie. In high school, I broke up with this guy. Cause I was like, you play, pre- you play too rough. So yes. he went- <laughs> I was on the opposite end.
1: <laughs> You're like, here's my boundary and you are not crossing it. And
2: you are crossing it. At- exactly. <laughs> so, but I just had this, you know, I, and so I'd never been abused, but I was I always had a heart for people who were so a part of the story that I discovered I had repressed was that i had my mother had experienced some things not not on a physical but emotional and mental, and so I was the child two year old on the other side of the wall, mm-hmm. hearing and not knowing what was happening to yep. my mother and mm-hmm. what that did for me who knows, but that two year old is became a woman who decided that I was going to help more women who were victims of domestic violence. So that's a memory and something that I have, I'm work. I had to work through and it became a part of my purpose.
3: Yeah. Love it. Love it, girl. All right. (laughs) So Jenny, I think it's time for us to get to the lightning round.
1: Like I'm just like, so I know I'm like,
3: as much as I don't want to, I want to keep talking forever and ever and ever. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, have so some girl
3: time. Yeah, <laughs> we do yes,
1: <laughs> girl time and more podcast time and I don't know. Oh, love yay. it connection time. Like we're all just you know anyway. So yes, Kimberly. So one of the things that we do on Girls Who Do Stuff is the lightning round, and so what we do is rapid fire questions at you, and you just answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Woo. All right, okay, Sarah, <laughs> yeah. take it away
3: finish this sentence. If you weren't doing what you're doing now, I would be doing what as a career? A
1: uh, baker. Oh,
3: nice. Like, I could totally see you owning your own bakery too. Yeah. Like, cooking relaxes me. Be beautiful and fun. I can see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love it. <laughs> what is the number one thing on your bucket list?
2: lots of travel, world, worldwide travel. And I, I have so many countries that I want to go to. Brazil is probably one that was at the top for a long time. So travel. Awesome. How do you unwind? Diffuse oils. Mm, yes. Yeah, I diffuse oils. My favorite is one called Balance by um, doTERRA. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And in the middle of the day, I'll just stop and breathe that in. And yep. So that's how I unwind, diffuse oils and and pray. Yes.
3: I'm yep. like I have my diffuser right next to me, and like oils lined up on the windowsill. Yeah. I love yep. it. I love
2: mine's it. right yeah. here too. I yeah. Sophie um, does it. My daughter does it now. Mm-hmm. Like that's she, awesome. Today she puts lavender and citrus blossom together
1: in the yep. diffuser, and- I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, Nicholas has his his rollers. He has an anxiety one and a concentration one, and so and a sleep one. And he'll go find them and like help. Nice. It helps him get grounded. And like he has the we have the little two milliliter roller bottles that he can put in his backpack and take those to school. And yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh I
3: love, I love his awareness.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: What has been the best advice you have ever been told? Be yourself. What is something no one knows about you?
2: Mm. Something no one knows about me. No one at all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a tough one right (laughs) I don't know some I mean because I think somebody knows nobody knows so I used to oh okay I thought of one when I was a little girl I used to draw cartoon characters very well like I could draw really well uh, up until probably about the age of eight and I used to draw all the time, and Garfield was my favorite thing to draw. <laughs> <That's> awesome,
1: <laughs> Kimberly. I had a Garfield phone when I was eight. It was the It was the cat. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love Garfield. See? Right there's the universe works in mysterious ways. <laughs> I had the Garfield phone. I loved that phone. That was like the coolest thing ever. Garfield was like this cool, slick, sarcastic cat, right? Like, yeah, I,
2: was- <laughs> I just, I loved Garfield. I could draw all the detail and everything. And for now I can't, I told you I could barely draw my. So. Um, what keeps you up at night? Right now it's my mind won't stop. I'm thinking about, so I'm an empath and I th- think way too much about people and what they're going through. So I'll go to sleep for like 10 minutes. And then i wake up and I'm checking on somebody or I'm writing mm-hmm. something. So that's what keeps me up at night right now.
3: Gotcha. Getting
2: through this uh, pandemic.
3: Two more. What do you want your legacy to be?
2: Mm, I want it to be a, a, where communities and lives are changed, especially financially, where people are able to understand the value of how wealth can transfer from generation to generation to generation and how, as a result, they can actually change the world. And it sounds so far fetched, but it's actually real. And so I want my legacy to have an imprint so somebody can say, you know, as a result of meeting Kimberly Winborn, it changed my legacy.
3: Yep. Love it. Love it. Okay, last one. What would your theme song be? What's your anthem? Ooh. <laughs> well, right now I'm singing Rocky in my
2: head. I don't think that's necessary. Nice my anthem. I have the tiger. I have the t- yeah, but the one where he's running. Duh, 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 yeah. Duh, duh. yeah. Yeah, but that's yeah. not my anthem. But that's what's in my head right now. I guess I would say, what's that song by Beyonce? Something about the girls rule the world. Who uh, runs, oh, the, who world, runs run the world? Who runs the world? Girls. Yeah. 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 That would have to be. Yeah, I there guess it is because I believe that that women together have this capability no bashing to a man like you know of course one of our men but I believe that we are so resilient and a woman can be down in the dumps nothing no hope and you give her three months you give her just a little bit of boost and she can within a year change the world but all she needs is three months of good 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 support and it's like it never happened Mm -hmm. I just believe we're resilient so Mm -hmm. who runs the world Yes. Yes. <laughs> love, it. love it. Love it.
1: So where can our people, where can our listeners find you?
2: So, okay. Coffee and collaborations. I would love for them to find me there. I would love to connect, especially with more entrepreneurs. You guys, I want you to come on the podcast at some point, but Kimberly Winborn LLC, I'm on Facebook at, at Kimberly Winborn LLC and it's W-I-N-B-O-R-N-E. And um, I'm spelling that because people don't know how to spell my last yep. name for some yep. reason. So KimberlyWinborn.com. I mean, KimberlyWinbornLLC.com. And that should lead you everywhere else. And then, of course, Facebook, Kimberly Hines Winborn. I'm on all social media. Even if you Google Kimberly Hines Winborn, all of that stuff comes up. That might be easier. But yeah, <laughs> that's where you can find me. Love it. Awesome. Love it. Love it.
3: Well, thank I you for bringing your you. whole heart, talking to us about all the things, including spirituality. So I appreciate your openness and your willingness to, yeah. to show up with your full self. So
1: thank you. I and we'll definitely you. return the favor and hop on coffee and collaborations. And, yes. you know, this Yay. is like super fulfilling and it's like and, all good things that just came out of this short yeah. time that we just had together. I'm very I'm filled for the day and girls That's
3: night when we are yes. able to, to leave the houses again. Definitely. Yes. girls. Night. <laughs> That'd be
1: good. Yes. Thank Definitely. you so much ladies. <laughs> All right, miss Kimberly. Thank you so much. And I am Jenny Midgley.
3: I am Sarah Madras. And, and you, you
0: do, do you boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media.